Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Good evening, 7 o'clock-ish. I hope this is on. I'm doing this actually on the Facebook. Instagram's on. I'm doing it on the Facebook because my thing said that it my normal thing's not working. So I don't know if people comment on Facebook. I don't know if I can see it because this is a new way of doing it for me. Normal way of doing it on the Instagram, on the gram as I like to call it. Uh, waving wildly at anyone who decides to arrive. Good evening. Um, nice to see you here tonight. And I've got some questions that I want answering, quite frankly. Um, so I'm going to do just that. So, oh, that's all right. We've got to get the video in. We know that. And I know it's not a video, it's a microphone. Okay. Unforced errors. Good. Right. So, hoping it's all working all right. It's all right. Um, on Facebook, I can cross post. God, what have I done? Anyway, um, cross post. Um, good. So I'm just going to push on, and I would say, if it's not working on. Facebook can you let me know but I'm guessing that people if it's not working they can't let me know I don't know anyway I'm pushing on okay um, normally I'd have a little thing at the bottom that says what the question is but I haven't got that uh, ability on this uh, way of doing it so here we go question can you take fat from my husband and put it into my breasts um, simple answer no is that, I don't even know if that's a real, I mean, I know it's a real person asking that question. I don't know if they're actually genuine with that, but um, I mean, maybe that maybe they are, but no, you can't do that. You can't put fat from one person into another person. I say you can't. God knows I'll be doing it one day, I'm sure. Um, and I guess you probably could somehow if you did some kind of tight matching and stuff like they do with kidneys, um, you know, to ensure it wouldn't get sort of rejected because it's some, some, it's not, host you know it's not your own tissue so I mean so I guess that all right then so if the question is can you do that you probably can do that would you do that no I wouldn't because you probably need some kind of immunology thing um, and the normal way of doing it is to do it from yourself take the fat from yourself and I know people think well, I haven't got any fat and that is a uh, good evening Jackie that is a reasonable um, comment that people often people don't have that much fat but you can usually find some fat from somewhere so um, buttocks uh, outer hips and things like that and the other thing is um, it's often not a huge amount of fat that gets removed so if you think your husband's gonna get uh, liposuction and get all sculpted then you might be a little bit disappointed because often it's not quite as much uh, that gets removed as you might think and so you might uh, think that it's sort of like liposuction but it's not really like liposuction um, oh, look at this I can do polls 
question. Um, graphics. So, um, oh, hold on a minute. Did I see comment? I Carrie's here. Oh, Khan's here. Oh my God. I got it there. But so it is working on Facebook. You'll be pleased to hear. Sat at home recovering. That was done yesterday. Just one. Thank you. Totally amazing. Carrie, you need to rest up, girl. Look at that. Carrie is at home relaxing, Arthur. <laughs> And I hope you are relaxing. Kerry, you're a legend. Well done. Khan, long time no see. How are you doing? I'm going to like those comments. I can like your comments. Woo! Look at me. Listen, you want to get your comment liked? Then I will like it. Um, what's that next to your name there? So, good. Okay. Um, so, fat from one person to another person? No, not a goer, in my view. Probably will be done one day. We'll, you know what? We'll probably be getting it off the shelf fat off the shelf that we'll just be injecting to people but at the moment it's if you if you want it to take as a graft which you do so it becomes your own fat it's your own well it is your own fat we take it from from you um and stick it on in you it's a bit like a skin graft you wouldn't take a bit of skin from your husband and put it on you you know if you needed a skin graft if you had a burn so um so no same principle um can areola reduction and inverted nipple um correction be performed in one procedure um yeah i had to think about this you'd think that i would it's not a common it's not a common request that areola reduction and inverted nipple correction so I often get asked about inverted nipple correction and sort of mastopexies and breast reductions and stuff and, I, and, I, and the answer then is a, is a no because I, I'm worried about the blood supply to the nipple when you're doing a mastopexy and a breast reduction and I'm guessing well I'm not guessing I'm saying because I'm the, I'm the man so I know what I'm talking about so I'm saying it's going to be the same uh, that I would worry a little bit about the blood supply and I just think it's a little bit too much to do to the nipple uh, and the areola to do an areola reduction and an inverted nipple correction at the same time got to be honest it's not as bad as doing a mastopexy or a breast reduction so i'll be more worried about the vascularity with those operations but still i'm feeling it's just a little bit too much so it's better to stage it do one and then the other um because when you do an inverted nipple you correction you cut all the ducts and i would be a little bit worried about the vascularity of, of everything but maybe i'm being overly cautious there but that's what I'm, that's what i feel can't change the way well I can change the way I feel but that's why I feel at this point in time um uh who knows what is the downtime for blepharoplasty um for upper upper careful note upper blepharoplasty so upper blepharoplasty is obviously well not obviously but it is different to a lower so a lower blepharoplasty is a big deal so an upper blepharoplasty is taking some skin out of the upper eyelid um it's usually done under a local anesthetic so you're in and out same day. You don't need to spend any time. Um, it, it's just a it's just a, a day case procedure, and um, stitches in there. Stitches come out after a week. The problem with the eye is that it's got very thin skin. Now I should say um, that I um, don't do uh, blepharoplasty, so uh, I don't know if that's um, I don't know if I should. Um, give that as a um, sorry. <laughs> features of Facebook I shouldn't do this I shouldn't do this stop it stop looking at the features on Facebook just focus um, so I um, 
just bloody Karen. Okay. I don't do blepharoplasty, but the other guys at the clinic do do it. So you'll have stitches in your uh, eye. The stitches come out after a week. The problem with the, that's right, the problem with the skin of the eyelid is it's very thin and therefore a little bit of bruising goes a long way and and it tends to track so it tends to track to the lower eyelid so the, basically you tend to get black eyes basically so you end up with two black eyes so um you normally people just sort of hide away a bit um so um uh, because of the bruising uh, or wear dark glasses you know your classic sort of uh uh, celebrity type thing wearing this with the dark glasses um, and the bru so if you can so you'll be feeling okay after that first week but you might have this, the signs of surgery for a few weeks uh, so you, you'll be able to what was the question downtime so you would be able to work if you're working from home without seeing people but if you're seeing people then you might feel a bit conscious about your bruising around your eyes so you might want to leave it three weeks or so maybe um, just for that bruising to go. Um, how long is the recovery following a lipoma removal? Well, it depends. Don't want to be unhelpful, but lipomas can vary quite significantly. You can get little ones and you can get mahusive ones. So um, depends on the size, depends on the location. So, um, you know, you can get really big ones that need general anaesthetic and they can be quite deep. So they can be a little bit difficult to remove. So let's just keep it simple and let's just assume we're talking about a simple little one on the arm or on the face or something like that. So a simple little one somewhere, then it becomes the recovery time of the scar basically. So, um, you know, again, week for the, if you do have stitches a week, um, nothing too crazy or heavy for the for the week. But after a couple of weeks, you well, you if it's a small one on, on some part of the body, you can probably go back to work after a few days. Um, but nothing too heavy or strenuous for, for probably a couple of weeks to get the wound healed. The thing about lipomas, they're, they're subcutaneous lesions, which means they're underneath the skin, so we don't need to take any skin out. So we usually make just an incision in the skin and then take the lipoma out, as opposed to if you're taking something off like a tattoo remover or mole removal or skin cancer or something like that, where you're taking skin out, so you're actually closing the skin under tension, so you've got to be a bit more worried about the wound healing during those ones. Did that yawn? Did, did I stifle that yawn? All right. Did you? Um, a bit worried about the wound healing with those ones. You take skin out as opposed to a lipoma. Um, so yeah, yeah, big, big extravaganza. I've been up to Liverpool. Just got back this uh, just not that long ago. So um, so sorry. Um, you know, travel lodge last night. You know, big uh, big night. Um, so yeah. Um, so next question please can we have the next question please so the next question is do we offer vaginal reconstruction vaginal reconstruction don't know where to go with that one well no easy answer should we leave it at that just no I mean I don't know what they mean by vaginal reconstruction I mean reconstruction for me suggests um, cancer you know it's it, the part's been removed um, so in terms of reconstruction plastic surgeons do do reconstruction uh, the cancers in that area tend to be more like the vulva so we do do vulval reconstruction when I say we I mean plastic surgeons um, 
it's, it's that's probably something that's going to be done on the NHS because that will be for cancer. Um, if we're talking sunk sort of tightening procedures, maybe or maybe anyway, let's just say it's going to be gynecology. Yeah, that's going to be gynecology probably. We do work, you know, plastic surgeons do work with other specialties, and we do work with gynecologists to reconstruct defects in that area if there has been areas removed but i've got a feeling this might be a bit maybe more like rejuvenation uh but but basically i also got a feeling it's probably a um a gyny thing yeah so if I, let's just say vaginal reconstruction is a gyny thing if it does need plastic surgery input we'd normally the gynecologist would normally ask us I need to walk, work with them. So often that happens in those situations where the, the, if there is a, a joint procedure to be had. But um, but either way, it wouldn't be done by me at the clinic or any of us really at the clinic. Specialist thing that. Um, after having breast augmentation, will my nipples and the area around it be enlarged due to the stretching from the implants? Occasionally people do ask this question. And what I normally do is I go through my photos and if you go through your photos, what you notice is sometimes they are, yeah, and sometimes they're not. So um, I guess not desperately helpful, but I'm guessing if you think about it, the skin's going to get stretched and the areola, um, which is the area around the nipple, is, is, is your skin and it's going to get stretched with it. So, yeah, I think I think I would say probably it will a bit, but it's it's variable to how much of a degree it gets stretched. So um, if that's a big problem, that might be, it might happen. I don't know what I'm assuming you don't want it to happen. Maybe you do want it to happen. I don't know. But whether you do or you don't want it to happen, it's not normally dramatic. Um, and it's not, I don't, I think I would safely say I've never had anyone who's said, what have you done to my nipples? Why are my areolas wider? Um, but when you look at the photos, there are cases where you see that they are a little bit stretched. Um, but as I say, others are less affected. Um, so, Elaine, good to see you. Megan Newman's here. Oh God, your internet connection was restored. Don't tell me the internet's going funny. Oh, blimey, already. Right. Anyway, push on, Jay. Push on. I'm pushing on. Don't worry. Um, do you accept international? Hi, Elaine. Thank you. Hi. Nice to see you. Um, do you accept international patients for lipoma? If yes, what are the requirements? Um, yeah. I mean, I gotta say, why would you be an international patient coming for a lipoma? Um, unless it's one of these massive ones, it sort of it sort of worries me a little bit that you're asking the question because I'm thinking, have you got some enormous lipoma that your local surgeons won't remove? Because you know my advice is normally um, the same, which means which is to stay with have it done locally. Um, so I, I wouldn't travel for a lipoma. A lipoma is a relatively simple procedure that can be done by any not even you know plastic surgeon or general surgeon uh, could could remove a lipoma 
So um, if I was an international person, I wouldn't particularly have, feel the need to travel. Now, um, would we see someone international, you know, from abroad? Well, I, I always advise people both ways not to travel to have surgery, and that means whether they're in the UK and think you're going to somewhere abroad for their surgery, and it works the other way when people are abroad and thinking of coming to the UK for the surgery. I always say it's best to have it close to home. The problem with having it here, or the problem with coming here, is that if you come and have a, have a procedure, um, it's nice to get it all healed, it's nice to check the scars okay, it's nice to check you know, it's all gone and you're all happy with everything. And in international patients, it's a bit more difficult. We can do things over, you know, um, like this, you know, video and stuff, but it's a little bit more difficult. So my um, gut feeling is that I would say, look, if you can have it close to home, do. The other thing is if you get a problem post-op, there can be problems if you're an international patient accessing healthcare here um, in terms of GPs and things like that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happens if you go to the GP if you're an international person, but it can be a palaver. Whereas if you're in your own country, um, it may or may not be easier to do that. So, um, so yeah. So advice is better to have it locally. If you want to talk, we can rap about it. All by all means, but um, but that's what my advice would be. Quite frankly. Um, oh, thank God for that. Someone's asked a question. Phew. Amber, did you notice I was on the ropes there? I was like, oh my God, I'm constantly into my questions. Amber, save the day. It's I've missed that. Amber, why don't you use B-Light implants? Um, Amber, uh, well, I do like the thought of B-Light implants. And when they first came out, I thought it was... Well, I still do think it's a good idea. Uh, the, the the bottom line, Amber, is that I had a patient who had some and they flipped, and they um, that just worried me. I don't know if it's I spoke to the people who make the implants, spoke to the company and things. I don't think it's a common thing for them. It might just be something that happened because that can happen with any implant, and it just so happened that these will be like implants, but you find plastic surgeons well maybe all surgeons are a bit like that in that if you have a problem um you you then don't do that again sort of thing a bit sort of almost, almost superstitious but you know it's not really based in science because i don't think it's uh you know um i don't think it's something that's been shown to be a problem with be like implants but that just puts me off now i think oh crikey now they are making they are bringing out a be like implant coated in polyurethane foam which would be much less likely to flip um, because polyurethane adheres to the tissues much more. So that might be a goer, and I understand that comes out in April. But um, until then, the B lights, they're quite expensive. I mean, they're made by Polytech, which is a company I use a lot for the implants. So I think they're you know, a good company, and I think the, the um, concept is good. Um, but personally, in my own individual practice i don't promote them just because it just brings a chill down my spine when i think about them to be honest with you um because it because of that one sample size of one but and that's just me so you know I'm sure everyone else in the world is you know not got that that problem but i'll tell you something you know they're a funny bunch 
plastic surgeons, Amber. Honestly, they're a funny bunch. You know, always based on one thing, they do this. You know, Amy Lou, what have you got for me? Booking a consultation with you soon. Or is that a smiley face? Not sure. You spoke before about a TT while awake under local station. Is this something you can do? Um, Amy Lou. Can do, would do. Hmm? Can do, yes. If you're desperate, Amy Lou, yes, can do it. I shouldn't say it like that. Um, uh, for me, it's on the edge of what can be done, to be honest with you, Amy Lou. It's it's definitely out there and it's definitely being done and it's and it's doable. And I've done it, you know, so it is doable. I've done it and it is being done. How many duns do you need, Amy? Come on. So it's it's definitely doable. Uh, but for me, it's on the edge. And what you what I think we've got to be careful about is um, how do I put this? Um, making the shoe fit the foot. Is that a saying? There should be. A, I'm sure there's a saying. Um, but anyway, basically what I mean is that a lot of times, a lot of the push for this, and there was a big push over the lockdown for things under local insulation, and I've got, I'm not di disrespecting it because I did it and I've done quite a few and it's been really good. Um, but a lot of the push is because people can't do GA. So if there's a facility where you can't do GA, you have to do local insulation. So they're looking at where you know uh increasing the repertoire um and i might change my tune if i do local insulation at my own clinic i might think oh crikey you know but at the moment everywhere i work has got the option of local insulation and ga and so given the option purely up to me i've got to be honest a tummy tuck i go with ga um but if the patient's got a strong view about it which perhaps you have and that you know when i when i did do the one under local insulation a few years ago now um, like way before lockdown it was it was years and years ago but uh, it was fine uh, and it was absolutely fine but um, so it is something that can be done Amy but for me it's still on the edge but if a patient was like uh, and, and what I would say to you or whoever was doing it uh, having it done I would say look well, the hostels we work at have got the facility for um, for local insulation so uh, and GA so be prepared if you need a GA we could always convert it to GA um, oh god I've lost track of the chat here I've, I'm not I'm not waving properly sorry guys sorry I've got away properly uh, well, where are we booking a con spoke about TT now what's happened thanks I'm on the waiting list to have them done but it's been over a year now oh hold on a minute no I'm amber what Oh, you've been waiting list for the the the, the, um, the bee lights. Yes, Amber. I think the bee lights. I think there's a problem. I think there's. A, I'm trying to think now. Oh, it's at the edges of my mind, Amber. Was there a problem with the factory? Did a factory burn or down or something like that? They. I think they had a supply chain problem. I remember talking to them about it. I'm not up to the minute completely because I'm not. Um, I'm not using them much, but. Um, Tasha Ball, what movement is expected following a thigh lift? Should you be careful getting up down from a low chair bed? Yes. So Tasha Ball, broadly speaking, any movement is fine. But the, uh, again, talk to you. Am I also this problem? People have got funny names on the Instagram. I don't know who's who. 
if I'm your surgeon, listen to me. If I'm not your surgeon, listen to your surgeon. So um, the thing about any operation, but particularly thigh lift, particularly tummy tuck, where you, you're potentially reducing the venous drainage back from your legs, is DVT. So DVT is a real worry. So I would say you've got to move. So moving is good. And the other thing I would say, the other beauty of all this stuff, Tasha, is that your body will tell you. It doesn't matter what anyone says, your body will tell you. And if it hurts, if it's uncomfortable, if it pulls, don't do it, back off. Uh, if it doesn't hurt, if it doesn't pull and it feels fine, carry on. So um, I think it's actually, so in answer to your question, should you be careful getting up down from a low chair slash bed? Yes, you should, because you don't want to put too much tension on the wounds and you've got to be a bit careful. But should you do it? Well, yes. Should you not do it? Well, no. You get my point. You can do it. So do it. Get up out of bed. Try and potter around, but go slowly. Take it easy. Get someone to help you. Yes, you should be careful. You don't want to pull things too much. You don't want to put too much tension on the wound. But personally, and this is a personal view, this is why you should talk to your surgeon, because your surgeon might have a different view. Personally, I'm more worried about DVTs, PEs, than I am wound problems. So I would say get moving. Um, within within the limits of your comfort for the love of hit has joined uh but you wear you know well yes what's amy lou saying yes about tummy tuck candy how are you doing corin hi jj i'm late to the party corin it's a bit of a shocker tonight i'll be honest with you i mean i think i think everyone will agree with me um i just got back from liverpool been in liverpool for a couple of days but but, uh, you know, um, thank you for answering your question. Amy Lou, what was your question, Amy Lou? Oh, the tummy tuck one. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, oh, Samantha Van Aston. Look at that. One word. Samantha Van Aston's joined in the house. And actually, I've got to say, big shout out to Samantha Van Aston on Instagram. Um, go follow her. Um Samantha Van Aston, my social media marketing um, colleague, um, has said to me that I've got to follow people when they follow me. Apparently, that is etiquette on Instagram, uh, allegedly. And I actually thought it'd be a bit weird if someone followed me on Instagram, like a member of the public, like 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 one of you, um, follow me. I thought it'd be weird if I followed you back. I thought you would think, why is this plastic surgery guy? want to follow me and my personal stuff therefore I don't follow anyone back as a as a rule apparently that's not good etiquette and it's nice to follow people back so I have gone through the last few and followed you and I will I will try and follow people back uh, but if you follow me and I've not you followed you back and you're up you know thinking that's rude follow me again or do you unfollow and follow? I don't know. Do something to look, and I'll follow people back from now on, because I didn't know that was what you're supposed to do. I know it's amazing for a social media influencer like myself to not know that, but I hope that's good advice. Got to be honest. Got, I'm not sure, Samantha Van Aston, about your um, social media um, uh, credentials, but let's go with it we'll go with um we'll go with that advice it seems seems not unreasonable and certainly other other uh, people seem to agree who know more about this so i'm going to start following people back if it's a bit weird and creepy 
then I don't know what to do. Just tell me and I'll unfollow you. Or, oh, oh, <coughs> I've lost it. Is a thigh lift a good way to get rid of stretch marks? <coughs> I know you are, don't I, Candy? Right, no, stop it now. Stop it. Um, no, it's not. It's not. There is, I've got to be honest with you, there is no good way to get rid of stretch marks. Stretch marks is the skin damage, being damaged, uh, and there is no good way of getting rid of it. Thigh lift is a terrible idea. Thigh lift cuts out a big bit of skin. Now, will a thigh lift get rid of stretch marks? Well, yes, it'll get rid of stretch marks in that area of the thigh lift. But with the point of a thigh lift is we try and hide the scar medially in your thigh. So we're taking a bit of skin that's sort of hidden medially in the thigh anyway, the bit of skin, you know, that sees each other when you're sort of walking. So, you know, if you've got stretch marks, you, I don't know, but I suspect you're less worried about those because they're less visible. If you're more worried, if you are worried about them, then you might be worried about your scar because we'll trade them in for a scar. So that's a, that's a, it's a really bad way of getting rid of stretch marks. There's no, because the scar might be worse than the stretch marks. I hate to say it. Now, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't, no, let me rephrase. I don't know of any good way to get rid of stretch marks personally. Um, and I don't think there are any really good ways. Otherwise, people would be, you know, otherwise we'd know about it. But um, I, if you, I would suggest non-surgical means for that. I can certainly point you in the direction of somewhere um, there's uh, air aesthetics down in Hendy and Arden, Claire Oliver, who uh, I know, and then she does a lot of non-surgical stuff. I don't know if she's got anything good for stretch marks, to be honest with you, um, but you know, not. I would go down a non-surgical route, Candice. I would not go down a surgical route personally. Alex Bilson, hi, I'm about to put my consultation for a tummy tuck. What gives the best results, the fleur de lis or the belt lipectomy? Do you need to have a certain body fat percentage? Thank you. So, um, Alex, certain body fat percentage, no, you don't. You need to be stable and comfortable with your weight. Um, you do look, you want, you do want, I'm trying, let's just hang all of it up. You do want to be, um, you don't really want a high BMI. So, um, we, we go on BMI rather than body fat percentage and I know a lot of people think oh it's not accurate and body f muscle weighs weight and all that but anyway but uh, to be honest with you so we go on BMI but I'm not even that, that um, strict on the BMI so it's mainly on um, on you being comfortable and stable with your weight um, really difficult question to ask answer what gives the best result because basically you've got a range and you got you got nothing, zero. You got a mini tummy tuck. You got so the short scarf, full tummy tuck, hip to hip around the belly button, fleur de lis, hip to hip straight up the middle, um, circumferential belt lipectomy all the way around. So you got a range there of increasing scar basically, increasing scar, increasing risk, increasing complications, um, increasing problems, but increasing skin removal. You know. So the bigger the scar, the more skin removal. So it's always a balance, and it's a balance compared to. Oh, I've got an itchy nose. It's a balance based on um, the patient. Sorry, excuse me. Um, on on their their situation, um, on how much skin they've got, because not everyone's a candidate for a fleur de lis or, or a circumferential. Um, versus the the the, the complications so um a fleur de lis will sort of narrow it in the side to side direction uh, uh circumferential will get rid of the sides 
so you can contour the sides a lot better uh, and obviously the back with the circumferential um, so you can you can take more skin out with a fleur de -lis, uh, and a circumferential which gives the best results well your problem is you got increasing risk so a belt lipectomy you've got a risk of turning you know with the patient so that increases the risk so if you get a bad if you get if you get one of the risks if you get some wound healing problems or some issues like that then that gives a bad result but it does give more skin removal so i don't think there's an answer alex for any operation what's the best it's what's the best for you and you've got to let weigh up the pros and cons the risks versus the benefit how much the extra skin affects you how much the scar is going to affect you because the fleur de lis you got the scar straight up the middle so got to be honest i worry about that scar it's a visible scar it makes you look like you've had a laparotomy um so if you want to show your abdomen then maybe steer clear of that uh, if you like i don't care about not showing my abdomen it's just sort of contouring clothes and things then maybe that one might be okay so it's a tricky one alex i can't answer that question there, well there isn't it's not i can't answer it there isn't an answer what's amber what's the largest implants you do oh my god here we go um well amber basically broadly speaking i tend not to go above the what the biggest in the book is so i don't basically go into custom made implants so um i try and stay within your base width so probably well i did some recently like yesterday was it or today recently six seven five i think you know that's big for me um 600 is big yeah so 700 when you get to the seven eight hundreds it's not really no i don't go into that i don't go into the custom made because obviously you can get well not obviously but you can get custom made implants and things and that's not really my thing so i i think you know seven six hundred odd probably biggest you know i tend not to go bigger than that but and it's always based on width and trying to do what's right and in proportion with the body that's where i specialize in amber i try i'm not good at the out of proportion fake look it's not my forte so um sometimes people want implants you know really big maxed out for their frame wider than their base width not my um not my experience my area of experience that Kay Victoria Stewart, I've been recommended to you today. Today, wow! I've been, I'm looking forward to having a look at what you do. Well, there you go. Um, well, thank you, Kay Victoria Stewart, and I am very happy that I've had a recommendation. Maybe it's because I followed someone back on Instagram. Because if you follow them back, then they friends see you or something. Um, Gelaverti, Sam. <laughs> Yeah, Sam. Social media. Sam has uh, has. Thank you. I'm very grateful to to you, Sam. Let's just do. Let's just give a shout out to Sam again. Samantha Van Van Aston. I mean, you, you want to say Samantha Van Samantha Van Aston, don't you? Looks like Samantha Van Aston. Uh, but uh, yeah, very grateful you, to you for um, the recommendation on the following back. Very grateful. Uh, for the love of hit, I'm booking for a consultation with you Friday. I'm going to see for the love of hit on Friday. Right? I'll be I'll be looking out for the love of hit on Friday. I'll let you call me Nikki rather than oh oh I see oh that, that was what I was <laughs> okay so Nikki is the, for the love of hit. I'm looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to seeing you Friday, Nikki. Uh, what we got here? 
Thank you. I plan to have. Uh, so Alex, now I'm planning to have gynecomastia surgery too. So, too. So scars on the torso are unavoidable. I look forward to my consultation. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Scars are unavoidable, Alex. But one thing we try and do is we try and hide the scars, and it's always a balance between hiding the scars and taking more skin out. And the same is true with the gynecomastia. So gynecomastia, you can do it by hiding the scars quite well. But if you do that, you don't remove well any skin quite frankly so um if you if you do we can we can hide the scars so you you they they fade and blend in really well same with the tummy tuck if you don't have a fleur de lis you we aim for it to be hidden in your underwear um so you can do it without having obvious scars but once you get into the realms of fleur de lis and once you get in the realms of the um kind of comastia with a scar across your chest then those scars are more obvious so it's like you know always a balance Alex always a balance life is a compromise I've got to be honest Facebook's been quiet and I've got to be honest with you I am worried that it's not working I've got visions of pressing a button well it might just be that I'm no, I don't know I mean I had some comments earlier but anyway Kerry was calm here anyway I think I think that what happened it dropped out anyway Profanity filters on medium at the moment on Facebook, just so you know. Right, so. Anyone? So Instagram's got loads of questions. Facebook, you got any questions, anyone? Is it working? don't know if it's working. Um, Instagram, got anything else? For the love of hit. Alex? Samantha Van Aston, anyone got any questions? Right, okay, well I've got to be honest with you, I am going to have a lie down, simple as that, I'm going to have a lie down, read my book, well I'm going to have a lie down on the sofa and watch Antiques Road Trip actually, 7.46, yeah, um, suggest you do likewise, I will be here next week I think, or something next week, God knows, jeez, it's the 15th next week, oh God, oh it's birthday coming up, God help us. Alex Bilson started following me. Look at that. Alex Bilson, I'm going to follow you back. And I hope you don't think I'm weird for doing that. But I've been recommended today when people follow me to follow them back. So um, by all means, unfollow me back. No. If I follow you back, you can't un... No, you can't reject that. Anyway, sorry. Good. Okay. Anyway. Facebook, I love you for being here. I um, uh, hope it's all been working all right. I've seen Khan and uh, Kerry's comments there, so I hope. I don't know if there were any others, but anyway, never mind. Um, I, I'm going to check out if that's okay. Um, and I will be same place, same time next week. Having scrubbed for you for the past two days. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I've got a personal recommendation. They're all coming out. Samantha Van Aston. Was it Gelliver? I have to remember who you people are. Gelliverti. Look at that. Gelliverti, Samantha Van Aston. That's the sort of recommendation we need. Look at the last minute. Who's, who's here? Who's going to see this? Come on. So if you want to know what's going on Facebook, look at that. Gelliverti has recommended me live on Instagram. Thank you. Very kind. Gella, I very, very much recommend you as a scrubber as well. Um, you know rank amongst the highest thank you two big days i think i think anyone could uh, agree with that and i think we both need to go and put our feet up now uh 
um, Kerry was on the Facebook saying that she's feeling well and relaxing at home. Look at that, how it all social media brings us together, doesn't it? It just brings us together like a family. Beautiful. Right, well, listen, I'll see you soon, um, Geller and Samantha Van Aston. Um, I'm sure, I don't know when, but I think I'll, I, know, I will be coming at some point. And for the rest of you, I'll see you all in a virtual space next Tuesday. Um, assuming everything is all right, which I'm sure it will be. <laughs> right, checking out and I'm stopping a stream. Peace. End live video. End it. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.